Welcome to Fleet Future. I'm Alex Chrissy. There are a lot of questions about trucking's future, and we try to answer them here. Despite everything that's going on right now with the coronavirus, trucks have had to keep running, and they rely on telematics to do that. For today's episode, I spoke with Sid Nair, Head of Product Management and UX at Teletrack Navman, about the role of telematics in an uncertain time. I started off by asking him about how the coronavirus has changed the role of a telematics company and what fleets need from their providers. Or what we're seeing is our customers' needs and questions into our call centers and our customer success teams have changed a little bit. Uh, one, clearly there are some impacted customers and we take them on a case-by-case basis. We want to make sure that that support is available for our customer base. Uh, so that's number one. Number two, I think what we are doing on a daily interaction basis, reaching out to our customers and seeing proactively if there's anything that we can do to help further is happening. So I think beyond the technology part of it and being the technology solution vendor, I think we really want to step up as a partner and we are making sure that our customers are successful. Again, I think we'll only all get out of this together whenever the COVID-19 passes and we need to be there for each other. And I think that's the message that we've delivered to our customers and continue to be with them. I think the second part of it, which is probably more pertinent to your question, which is on the technology front, we were already doing what we were doing in terms of the web-based solutions and the mobile application solutions. Now, what we are showing and showcasing as customers come to us and and ask us for questions, we're trying to do more webinars, more content around how to utilize this to the fullest. For example, if you can run a utilization report in, in our platform, can you know which vehicles are being run the most? Can you know where the jobs are the most? Can we start co-locating the job data with the vehicle data to ensure that you are having the right vehicles at the right locations? So if you have multiple locations that you multiple depots at your service. Those intelligence levels of technology that was again, maybe underutilized in the past, we're bringing it to the front. Uh, mobile applications, a lot of fleet managers might have used the mobile applications once or twice, uh, but now you have everything that you want in your smartphone. So allowing customers, allowing our end users to see their fleet in real time uh, is again, a, is a big aspect. And thirdly, arguably the most important thing is safety. Uh, when we focus on driver safety, again, we are a compliance solution, we provide ELD, but it goes beyond that. It goes to ensure that we want to make sure that the drivers are safe on the road all the time. Uh, again, we've, we've tried uh, to work out if there's a possibility Somebody can call us and say, are there any, any safety parameters that we should adhere to? For example, when the ELD waivers happen, the as a service waivers happen, how do we make sure that they are compliant? We, we are ahead of that and we're supporting that. Do you have any uh, particular examples of something that has been asked a lot more lately? Sure. I think, I think the biggest one is, am I utilizing my fleet correctly? We usually see these from larger enterprise customers that have, have analysts looking at their data and saying, oh, do I have the right truck, the right route for the right job? Uh, we are seeing those questions come up with from our smaller fleets now as well. Even if you have, uh, again, five to 10 trucks or 20 trucks, you want to make sure that you're using your best run trucks or your best suited trucks for the jobs. And we are seeing a, a few specific questions around job utilization or truck utilization per job, uh, which is which is interesting. Uh, we're also seeing, again, a lot of questions around where are the jobs. For example, uh, we know that, again, there's only so many trucks that can do grocery de- grocery delivery because of capabilities, but they might have been doing something else in the past. How can we best point our customers to where the real opportunities are from a jobs perspective? And that we get that question a lot as well now. So those are the two big ones, utilization and jobs that I haven't really seen in the past because either most of our, again, customers were running freights, they already had existing contracts, 
or they were going through a job site or job board uh, or load boards to get their get their jobs. We're seeing a lot more interest in connecting the dots between utilization, having the right uh, right asset for the right job, and then where are the jobs and trying to co-locate that job to my trucks and my assets. I think those three, uh, I've seen that come together much more for even the smaller fleets uh, in the last, again, last two months. Um, but reality is our tools and applications enable the, the customer, the end user, to be truly virtual. So what they've done is, again, enforcing social distancing, enforcing the policies of work from home. They're able to take a dispatch office and be truly remote. And our web-based applications allow you to do that. So we're getting a lot more questions regarding that. And how do I take my fleet virtual or fleet management virtual? How do I take my fleet management from a remote office? Uh, we actually did a webinar, I think, a couple of weeks ago now, uh, where we had a lot of attendees that joined us that are existing customers. I just wanted to get a better handle on our mobile applications, our web-based applications, and really be able to virtualize their office. Later on in the conversation, we moved away from the subject of the coronavirus specifically and started talking about the industry's telematics trends, starting with cameras. And we have focused on cameras and safety for a long time. But the evolution of cameras going from just a very simple basic camera uh, from more of a litigation liability detection accident prevention perspective to more of a proactive tool in better driving behavior, I think we are seeing that step change happen. And we are in the forefront of that and allowing enabling cameras uh, for even small mid fleets. Uh, We're taking the price curve down from it being something for enterprise level customers to even your owner operators. Uh, it ties very nicely into our safety portfolio. So we have safety analytics and safety predictability. So we give you everything from all the all the driver score carding parameters, who's your best driver, who's your worst driver, who's accelerating, cornering, braking harshly, jumping stop signs, all of that data in your fingertips is something that we are we focused on again for the last five years. But adding to that is the camera piece of it. I think that's number one. Number two, I think, again, the digitization, the virtualization of workflow. When we look at jobs and data and, and what can we do to connect the jobs to the driver, I think we still see a lot of underutilization. So we're focusing how can we make that very easy for fleets to manage and dispatch. And that's something that we have, again, built in the platform for the last many years, but we're making it much more easier. Even if you have your own, bring your own device, uh, we can enable that in, in your cab for you. And that's something that we're focused on uh, as well. And third, this is something that we are actively working on, which is the reality of data being very critical, but being too much is very real for a lot of our fleets. We don't have a data scientists or data analysts sitting in back offices and dispatch offices and looking through the, the mountains of data. What we are trying to make do with data is make data really actionable and really intelligent. I compare it to like almost putting Google search on data, Google search on fleet data, allowing it to ask questions like, where's my best driver? Who's my best driver? Where's my job? Who's going to be late today? All of that, we're trying to give it so simply so that a back office manager can look at the data and say, I don't really have to run tons of reports. I just can ask a question and I get the answer. Um, now, the driver-facing cameras, uh, it's its one of the uh, kind of the debates that we hear a lot across the industry is, whether driver-facing cameras are worth it, whether it's worth, you know, potentially upsetting your drivers or, you know, making them kind of feel uncomfortable with being watched by these cameras. So 
if fleets were to come to you and say, hey, I, I'm interested in these kinds of cameras, but I'm not sure how my drivers would react, how do you usually respond? I think there's two parts to it. I think there's, again, a kind of a walk before you run model here. Uh, again, if, if there is a, a big concern about privacy, you're right, I don't know how my drivers are going to take it. I've had long tenure drivers and be here at all, right? And, and the, the answer is maybe you start with a forward-facing camera. And when the benefit of the forward-facing camera or the, the road-facing camera is really visible to the fleet, then you can move to a, a dual camera or driver-facing camera. Um, that's, I think that's a logical step in, again, building trust with the drivers. Ultimately, I mean, they're your biggest assets. So enabling them to do their job better and not be worried about, uh, oh, somebody's watching me all the time, which is not the intent of the camera at all, is, is clearly being proactive and saying, okay, I'm just going to look and face um, the road first. I would take that as my step one answer. Clearly, if you have safety issues in the fleet and your, your CSA scores are uh, greater than what you want it to be, I think the impact there is that you have to intervene. Focusing on a driver-facing camera and, and clearly communicating to the team that if you are driving as you should and managing and behaving and the rules are being followed, clearly the camera is not going to show or share anything more than the reality of it. So there's nothing really to be worried about. Uh, we have sophisticated algorithms in our cameras and that are kind of machine learning AI-based solutions that look at things like, is the driver on his cell phone? Does the driver have a seat belt on? Is the driver nodding off? Those are the kind of parameters that we are looking for. We're not looking for, is the driver um, like singing while he's driving or is the driver having a hat, baseball hat on when he's driving when he should, maybe the corporate policy says not. So those are not the things we care about. We care about driver safety first. I think, again, if you put that emphasis and say, we care about, again, if I was the fleet manager, I care about you as a driver, your safety. And this is enabling us to make sure that one, we're not overloading you, two, we're ensuring and putting best practices forward. I think that's the best way to you know, overcome that driver concerns and driver privacy. And so from from your experience, fleets and on the occasion that they have some pushback from drivers, does that usually end up blowing over over a certain amount of time once they kind of apply those practices correctly? It, it does. And it, it really does. And we've seen fleets where they've gone with forward-facing cameras. They've gone half the fleet or a couple of vehicles and trialed out just the road-facing cameras. And then a couple of vehicles that they've trialed out both driver-facing and road-facing. And eventually, when they trial, trial out and over a period of a month, they look at the data and they see the value of the dual-facing camera. And even the even building that trust between the fleet manager and the driver, you see everybody say, yes, we need the dual-facing, the driver and the road-facing camera. So I think it's, it's easy for customers to try things out and then work with the drivers, work with the managers, and then adopt a solution. And again, I've seen that happen all the time. And I would say more often than not, most customers have gone for the dual facing camera. Well, that's all for today's episode. You can find more episodes of Fleet Future on fleetequipmentmag.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Stay safe, everybody.